house. They see the, the appearance of it. Um, that includes the artwork. Uh, one of the biggest things is hooks. Like people are really bad at making good hooks, but that's one of the biggest things that will get people to like constantly listen. Welcome back to Young Smart Money. My name is Apple Crater and I am your host. Now in this episode, we're having somebody on who knows a lot about podcasting, okay? His name is Daxi and he works with some very high profile people in the podcasting space, okay? We're talking top 50 podcasts this dude is producing. He's working with some very high level influencers, um, some of which I can't even name, <laughs> but but he's doing some really, really amazing things. I met him at an event in Nashville, the ClickFunnels event, and we really hit it off. I learned a lot from him about podcasting and I wanted to have him on the show to share with you guys some really valuable information that you can take and put into practice if you are thinking about starting your own podcast or if you're just trying to build an online following, build up your personal brand, and really just gain any attention or notoriety online, this is going to be a very valuable episode for you. We go extremely tactical because Daxi really knows his stuff. He's grown podcasts very, very quickly, like we're going to be talking about in the show, and he's really got some amazing, amazing accomplishments. I can't even highlight them all right here, but but there are some very, very valuable things in relation to this interview, so be sure to stay tuned, and if you're considering starting a podcast, would highly recommend taking notes. Daxi is dropping value bombs, so without further ado, we are going to welcome Daxi on to Young Smart Money. Daxi, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm super excited to be on here and like be exposed to what you're doing in your audience. I think you're doing something awesome. And for everyone's listening, like Apple's the coolest guy. So keep calling <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that, Daxi. I really do. So, so for our listeners that aren't familiar with you and what you're up to, could you give us a quick 30 to 60 second briefing on, uh, on what Dax is up to right now? Yeah. So what I'm up to right now is I teach people how to podcast. I have a podcast agency. So we do full service uh, work for clients who are kind of high end. Like we work with premium people, mainly internet marketers. I've worked with a lot of people who are top 50, top 100 of iTunes on the back oh, yeah. end. Big I've, been in this, I've been in the space for about four years. Um, now I'm doing more, uh, building my Facebook group. So teaching people how to do it. Um, also selling a course and more of the things. So switching a little bit more into like the info product space, but I still have my agency that I'm growing right now. So amazing, amazing. Well, I'm stoked to get into it. And, and what I really want to focus this episode on is the podcasting space, because I know a lot of our listeners, they've been messaging me. They're like, man, I see you out here. You're, you're podcasting, you're killing the game. How can I start my own podcast? So that's, that's kind of the, the, the angle that I want to take on this. So you, you said you got started about four years ago. What made you want to get into the podcasting space? Money. Uh, so it was, so about like quick backstory. Um, yeah. I dropped out of college when I was about 2015, 2014. Okay. Um, I, college is a very bad place to experiment. <laughs> really? And, Why do you yeah, say that? Yeah. Cause it, it, uh, it costs a lot of money. If you're not paying for mm. it, go for it, do everything like the, you'll get to meet people and whatever. It's not on your dime, but building up debt, like it's better. I'm talking about like in business. Okay. Okay. Finding like career models. Like I did not know what I wanted to do in college. So I was trying a lot of things. I have a history. I used to produce music in high school. So I was really good at the music side. So uh, when I was traveling the world and making money online, like I was doing e-commerce, like that's what my first successful thing. Um, Wait, when did you start traveling the world? Where'd that come in? Uh, about 2016. So you dropped um, out and you started traveling? After I started making money. So I started okay, experimenting okay. a lot. I was doing like arbitrage, buying on Home Depot, Walmart, selling that shit on eBay or Amazon. Okay. Money. Uh, I got banned from eBay because I was selling. <laughs> I think it was when the Cavaliers won the, the championship. I was selling their jerseys. I was buying it for like $7, selling them for like $60. Wow. And I made like $8,000 in two days. Jeez. Uh, but then my, my rule was that I don't want Chinese suppliers because 
uh, they fuck up a lot. And this guy <laughs> said he was in Canada. He lied. He was in China. I was like, so cheap. Uh, half the jerseys were shipped out wrong size. Uh, like all this shit. And then eBay is like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, so Damn. I had to look to other models. I, I uh, invested in a, probably the biggest investment I made was a course. It was like $2,500 at the time wow. had, on my first credit card ever. Uh, but I like situations like that where it puts my back against the wall. Cause then it really? forced me to take action. Okay. Yeah. That's why I dropped out of college because it yeah. forced me to do something. Um, and I learned high ticket drop shipping and uh, that worked very well until it stopped working. Um, and <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So I was just freelancing online. Um, I met a guy when I was in Thailand who had a big agency. I was under his wing for a while um, and got to see what he did and the whole systems and processes. And then a, about a year and a half ago, I'm like, let me do this for myself. So yeah. Wow. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. So what, what kind of agency did this guy have? Was it like podcasting? Was it social media marketing? Uh, podcasting. It's very old school. Um, like hmm. all that's why I left. Cause they like the digital media space is evolving. Like there's way oh, yeah. more ways to service people. And I want to be more of like, uh, like, I, especially if you're starting to agency guys, like you don't want to be, it's good to be linear at the start, but eventually you want to be like, Hey, I can do this one thing for you. But in reality, I can do all these things for you. You know, like mm -hmm. come in, like if you're just doing Facebook ads for someone, um, you can eventually be their CMO. If you tell them, Hey, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. So that's what I want to push my agency as like we do podcast editing, but we also do like PR work and we also do, um, audio advertisements and we're going to do audiobooks soon. So like, uh, wow. that's, that's kind of the way I want to angle agency and the one I was working at, they didn't want to do that. So. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you really got to stay ahead of the times. There's, there's so many moving parts here and there's so many things that are constantly evolving that if you're not willing to, to stay on the cutting edge of things, it's, it's really easy to get left behind. Yeah. So. Especially if you're in social media and you're doing like one specific thing, like if you're oh, just man. doing Instagram growth, like you're a slave to the algorithm yeah. <laughs> pretty much like you got to like diversify. So. Yeah. I mean, that's like the, the definition of having all your eggs in one basket is like really being that focused in on something. You, you really have to have different income streams, different revenue sources and different skills that you can use to really make yourself valuable to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. And yeah, right. I just see so many people just pigeonholing themselves into one thing. And then, like you said, one algorithm change happens and then they're out of business. Like they, they have nothing. So it's, it's really important to make sure that you actually have valuable skills that aren't just tied to like one single algorithm. I think that's really, yeah. Important. Yeah. I, like I had a buddy who had a big agency that all he focused was on growing, uh, people who had Facebook business pages. And then once a while ago, they changed like the algorithm. So business yep. pages, like, suck at reach, like their company went down. So that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's tough stuff, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's tough stuff. All right. So you, you started your own podcasting agency. Did you have a lot of connections from that first um, mentor of yours or, or was you started just on your own there? Um, I leveraged a lot of the people I worked on. Uh, okay. There's obviously some things I couldn't say that I took, I can take credit for, even though I helped the launch process for a lot of these big people. I couldn't like reveal their names just because I didn't own the client. Sure. Um, so I did leverage that at the start. Um, the way that I was able to get some like really big, I call them whales, like big clients yeah. at the start, um, was I leveraged a dream 100. So mm. I made a list of who would be the top. And this is the same thing you do. I think if you're reaching out to people to interview, you make a list of who are the most influential people I can get in contact with. Yep. And then, my strategy was just to figure out how I can like do work for them. Like even if it was like little things. Um, so I would get in the door, uh, for example, Steve Larson, I, I first started with audio editing, just doing one little thing. Um, hmm. And uh, he, it was literally right when he got an instant. It was funny. It was, I was at the first ClickFunnels event. Uh, I think it was two years ago okay. or a year ago, actually. It was a year ago. It was quick. 
Wow. Uh, last one. Um, and Russell was on stage. He was making fun of Steven because he didn't have Instagram. And I was like, oh shit, let me look at his Instagram. I look at it. He has like no followers. So I'm like, let me DM this guy and tell him that I can help him out. Wow. And pretty much it was like an instant open. He's like, yeah, dude, let's do it. So um, yeah, yeah. It's just knowing how to like kind of reach the people that'll help you leapfrog. Like I'm, I'm all about shortcuts. Um, and uh, there's long ways to grow agencies and there's fast ways to grow it. So the fastest way is to get work with big people and then leverage that you're working with them because then it's automatically credibility. Like I've leveraged him to get so many big clients. Yep. It's, it's that credibility hijacking right there. So for our listeners that aren't familiar with what a dream 100 is, can you break that concept down really quick? Oh, it's the best. Uh, <laughs> I actually, oh, this is funny. Wait, I have the book right here. This book, you know, it's funny. So Dana Derricks, he's a, he's a friend of mine. I went to his event. It was like $2,500 a ticket. It was, only like, it was only like 150 people there. Uh, Russell Brunson was there. But uh, he used to sell this book for $2,000. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, who sells a book for $2,000? Um, but now it's like you can buy it for free plus shipping now. It's an amazing book. But it pretty much the premise is if you're starting a business right now um, and you have a marketing budget, it's way more expensive to acquire customers one by one than to – like if you put your marketing budget to having a relationship with someone who has your ideal audience – like whatever the top hundred people is, that's the easier way to hack the system. So for me, like uh, people who would be interested in podcasts, obviously Pat Flynn's at the top. So a relationship with, with him would be like a lot as far as like, if I can get exposed to his audience and like just take their audience. So dream 100 is the people who have your ideal customers. Mm. Um, it's easier to, to build and like credibility and like an audience by that, by leveraging and hacking that than to do it one by one. So that's what the dream 100 is. You make your lip, obviously one to hundred ones, the bet, the top. Um, and then the strategies to get them obviously is a lot of some warfare. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> who are their friends? Can I be friends with their friends and like, et cetera. But you have to bring value to them, whether that's mm. like, if you want them to promote something of your thing, like, you know, build that relationship, give them your stuff for free, whatever. Uh, you might have to pay for that relationship, whatever you have to do. Like those are the relationships are what can make you grow the fastest. So hundred percent like leveraging my network and, and growing my network has been my biggest focus. And that's why I was at the ClickFunnels event. That's why I go to different events. That's why I speak at events. That's why I that's why podcast. That's why I podcast. Like there's, there's just so much to having, having a wide network of people that are really high value. Um, so can you break down some of the strategies that you've used and some of the techniques you've used to really build those relationships? Cause I know for a lot of our listeners, they might have that, that list of people that are like, Oh, I really wish I could get in contact with them, but I don't even know how to like start that relationship. I don't even know how to reach out in the first place. So can you sort of talk about your experiences with like that initial interaction? Yeah. So the reason it's a dream 100 list is because it's going to be hard to get the top 10. hundred uh, percent. It's going to take ideas, strategies. Um, one of the biggest things that he talks about in the book is sending them gifts Hmm. Um, it's so easy to get, and he actually, so you know how people do, how you can do like a marketing campaign, like, you know, five emails, whatever he yeah. does that with gifts and huh. each gift is like a shock and awe. He calls it package. And there's like a, a letter that he attaches to it. That's handwritten, whatever that's, that really explains to them, like whatever your goal is to, to do with them, whether it's to partner up with anything, it's eventually leads to that, but hmm. it's just getting them to know you and to pay attention. Um, and you can get people's emails like in funny ways, like, um, I think Pinterest is a, is a, a lot of people have Pinterest boards that they don't know and you can figure out, uh, what they like or what they're pinning and send them those gifts. Um, you can, uh, if you have the person's email, you, you can, uh, go to their Amazon wish list. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And you can oh, see, that's one creepy. of my friends, Trey Llewellyn did this for Dan Kennedy 
And he wow. was like, so Dan, he, he told him that Dan Kennedy was like, what the hell? Who keeps sending me vacuums and shit? Because <laughs> <laughs> he had like vacuums on his wish list. But uh, it's just a, so you lead with that. And then one of the, the coolest things to do in Dream 100 is like, hey, all I want you to do is get on a podcast with me. Or all I want you to do is commit to this small thing and mm. you develop this, this relationship that could eventually lead to whatever. Um, obviously, you want to work your way up and it depends everyone's specific it depends where you're at like i can't bring value to tony robbins right now i think yeah but um eventually i could it's just working your way up so mm, that's huge that's huge that the, the idea of gifts is is a really smart one and not something that i thought of before yeah even most for of, people that are in your like even for clients we send them gifts yeah. all the time because then like when, pe- when people become your friends then they they're more likely to forgive you for things you're like oh mm. yeah it's cool we're friends whatever uh so you want to cl- close the relationships with people as quickly as possible. And that's such an easy thing to do too. Like you could easily send someone like a $20, $50, $100 gift. Figure out where they live. Figure out there's a bakery nearby and then send them some cupcakes. (laughs) That's huge. And that's, that's, that's really impactful because nobody does that. And imagine like, so let's say uh, you're starting out and there's this guy who has this big account and he does whatever. Uh, Let's just, for example, he has an Instagram agency and you want to intern for him, just send him cupcakes, be like, Hey man, I love what you do. Uh, would just love to like intern for you and work for you, whatever. All it is is get, getting their attention and then mm. having your small pitch, whatever it is. Um, and yeah, it works very well. Wow. And that's the biggest thing. Cause a lot of people don't even know how to get somebody's attention because they'll, they'll send them the same emails, the same DMS that everybody else is sending. And then you're never going to stand out if you're just doing the exact same thing that everybody else is doing. So, so finding those unique ways to reach out is really important. And, and being able to think outside the box when you're trying to get in contact with your dream run hundred is, is a really, really important thing. So yeah. once somebody like gets the attention of someone, what are, what are some of those good next steps? You said a, one example was like getting them on a podcast or like, what are some other good, like first touch points that you could get with a person that would allow you to start building that rapport? Um, I mean, podcast is my favorite, but yeah. it depends what you do and what kind of relationship you want to have with them. Okay. So if I have a course that teaches people how to uh, close high ticket sales, whatever, sure. Um, I'm going to want to build a dream 100 of people that can promote it to an audience of, of people that would be valuable. Mm. To. So I would give them my course for free or I'll just give them things for free for them to go through it. And then from there, uh, naturally they'll, they'll promote it if they want. Obviously it's, it's back and forth communication. Um, but strat- after that, I mean, just keep the relationship going. I track my dream 100. So mm, I track when I communicate smart. with them, like in a spreadsheet, uh, like for, if I need to follow up with them, um, I can give you guys like a template that I use if you want, like a Google sheet. Sure. Um, and like, I always make sure that I'm talking to them. It's like a CRM, but for really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's really smart. That's, that's a really good idea. And, and something that I, I definitely am going to steal from you and start doing because <laughs> like even just having a dream 100. Yeah, just buy this book. Just buy this book. Just like, buy I the book. Even, like, All right. Yeah. It's yeah, free plus shipping. I'll find the link and I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> exactly. Boom. No affiliate link, or maybe you can do it. Maybe they have an affiliate link. Maybe who knows? Who knows? (laughs) All right, all right. So we got our dream one hundred. We know what we're trying to do. Um, Let's hop back to podcasting for a second. And I'm really curious about um, your your sort of come up into the world of podcasting. So did you start your agency before you started your own podcast, or what did that look like? I had a podcast before. Um, It was funny because I know all the tricks and strategies, and they change over time. Yeah. Um, I started a health podcast like over a year ago. Hmm. If you dig, you could probably find it. Um, I was getting over 2000 listeners in like a month and all, uh, yeah, an episode. And it was Dang. all 
um, people who didn't know who I was. Wow. Like it was all new people. Um, it's because some of the strategies I've used of hacking guest uh, audiences, mm-hmm. and Facebook worked very well. Um, if you like do a live with them and you tag them, it gets shown to their feed. Mm. Um, so th- there was like little tips and tricks I was using there, but I, I ended up stopping doing that because uh, I didn't want to confuse my current audience. Like what are you the health guy or are you the podcast? Yeah. Guy? So I, I scraped that and um, I have a podcast coming out, but well, it's out right now, but I'm going to be pushing it hard soon called podcast success secrets. Mm. Um, so when I first did it, I did not have a podcast. I started out as behind the scenes, like way back when I fired three, four years ago, I was the audio production guy. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I, be, I worked my way up. I started learning the whole systems processes. I became client relations and the production manager. Um, and then I started working in the launch process, the whole strategy. Um, because like what's interesting, like a lot of people teach podcasting out there, um, but they haven't worked on several shows. When you work on several shows, you start to understand what is the underlying principles that can make any business or industry work for a podcast and how they, how they differ and vary depending on what your offers are and what your business model is um, and how you should structure or how you should like st- strategically create your content. Um, we worked with a lot of weird people <laughs> like that, like dentists and um, financial advisors. And mm. uh, one lady we worked with, she actually has a huge podcast now. Uh, she did weight loss for physicians. That's <laughs> like, a niche. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not even just weight loss, like for physicians. Cause she was a physician and like, a phys- that's a big pain point, you know? So now she's a coach for physicians on how to lose weight. Cause they're in the hospital all day yeah. and uh, they're unhealthy. So yeah. That's really, that's really interesting. So can you share with us some of the common recurring themes that you saw after getting exposure to all these different podcasts and working on all these different shows? Like what were some of the things that started emerging that you were like, oh, that is what I need to be focusing on or like, oh, that is a really like key lever that I need to be pulling with a certain show. Um, are you talking about like launch or just like content? Like how specific? Um, you can take that in any direction. Just like things that, that, that people trying to start a podcast could apply to their shows, like patterns that you started seeing. Yeah, I would say one is the appearance. So having like, and I, I know we talked about this on, on when, you, when I interviewed you last yeah. week. Um, like no one really sees your numbers and stuff, but they see everything else. They see the, the appearance of it. Um, mm. That includes the artwork. Uh, one of the biggest things is hooks. Like people are really bad at making good hooks, but that's one of the biggest things that will get people to like constantly listen. Um, hooks isn't like the titles or the beginning of the show. Okay. The beginning and the beginning of the show. If it's an interview kind of recap, kind of pre-framing, Hey, like this is what we're going to talk about to get people to stay on. It's Mm -hmm. like opening, opening a loop um, and building curiosity. So they have to listen to it. Yeah. I guess, I guess, yeah, those are the patterns I see. So, so what are some of the best ways to construct a a good hook and what are some of the best, like, whether it be like in the title or in the first couple seconds of the show, like what are, what are some of your best strategies for, you, you mentioned curiosity, but like, are there any other um, important themes that, that yeah, are? Yeah. So it depends what you're teaching and what mm-hmm. you're talking about. Um, obviously controversial things work very well uh, where it's polarizing uh, things that are relevant, that are trending um, that will, that people are curious about that is like almost like a new topic. Mm-hmm. So like, how this, how TikTok is going to revolutionize again. Like, oh shit, I didn't know about TikTok. Or things that are like uh, fresh, like news category. Um, I actually read a lot of like, I look at a lot of like big magazines, like Entrepreneur or um, like any gossip magazines. And I kind of try to model what they do uh, as far as hooks. Um, So yeah. Okay. 
Okay. So just like looking at the big publications, seeing what they're doing. And I mean, like newspapers are like the classic example of like writing yeah. hooks. So um, numbers yeah. work good. Like, even yeah, think like seven ways to do this or not all the time. Cause then you're, you want to give variety in your podcast, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and I've seen, especially like if you give dollar amounts, like that gets people clicking a lot of the time, especially if it's like a business podcast. Um, but yeah, numbers, numbers are big. Numbers are definitely huge. Yeah, You know, too, like uh, you can add emojis to titles. I just learned really? about this. Yeah. For some reason, uh, the only one that works is get emoji. I think com. That's the only one I found that works. I, I, they might be using a certain time of kind of like, huh? Like I when I copy, when I copy and paste from Git emoji, it uh-huh. works. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I might have to start getting in on that. Yeah, start testing it. Even if it's just like a little, it's just a way to like stand out. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, that's that's a pro tip right there. Oh, okay, 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 dude, dude, I remember. Oh, I remember. we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're 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 going in circles. All right. So one of the biggest things is training your audience to be active. Like mm. a lot of people who create a podcast. Um, they think it's just entertainment sakes, which it is. It is part entertainment, um, especially if you're doing like some of that sci-fi stuff or like fantasy. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Uh, I actually met a guy uh, runs the Potterotica podcast. Potterotica is that it's Harry really Potter cool. erotica? Exactly. Oh my! Wow. <laughs> so it's stories about like Harry Potter, but like an erotic. It's really weird. They have that's wacky. Millions of <laughs> listeners, so they're crushing it. Wow. Um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's a big niche. Harry Potter's a big niche. Yeah. But um. You want, if it's not that weird stuff, uh, you want to, <laughs> you want to train your audience to actually take action. So have them like, take, like actually do what you say, even if it's like, Hey, uh, I talked about these meditation techniques. Now you want to give them like a call to action at the end where it's like, all right, guys, uh, go do these meditation techniques. Tell me what you, what you get, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like have people do things that like train them mm. to do things after you listen. Um, don't train them to just like listen and consume. Cause then they won't get results and then they won't tie value to your show and they won't tell mm. friends about it. But if they're actually like, so if you tell me to do something on your show, I implement my life and I get results. I won't forget. Like every time I think about that, I'll think about you pretty much. You get attached oh. to, to something that I do. So it's very, very big, you know, that's powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. So train your listeners to take action. Even if it's on small things, uh, take, train, take action. Don't just leave them to like consume. Huh? That's really valuable. So, so having those like strong yeah, calls give them to challenges, action. tell them to do things mm-hmm. and then like, go do this. Tell me on Instagram, let me know how it went, blah, blah, blah. Force them to do things and engage with you. So that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Do you have any, um, I guess, I guess you have a couple examples, but like, do you have any examples of, of strategies that you've implored doing that? Um, yeah. So if I'm having an episode about like, um, how to reach out to guests, Okay. I will give people an actual like challenge formula to do it. Like, all right, here, make your first 10 people, blah, blah, blah. Like give them something to follow up with. Hmm. So you want to give people something to follow up and like take action on what you just said. Otherwise it's to go in one year, go out the other year. So always give someone to like help them implement that in their life, whatever you're talking about that. Hmm. And you could probably tie that into like a lead magnet as well, right? Like if you were trying to talk about how to reach out to guests, you could be like, get my guest reach at, reaching out to guests script here. Um, exactly. And then they're dropping their email. Okay, perfect. That's that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great way to, to kill two birds and with one stone right there. And that's value. You know, yep. you have to be building a list of you if you're starting a podcast. Oh, yeah. You know this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, if you're, if you're putting all your eggs in one basket, like you, you need to have ways to follow up with people. Like today yeah. I've dedicated a lot of my day to learning Facebook messenger bots because it's just such a valuable 
thing to learn because open rates are ridiculously high. Like yeah. email open rates are sitting at like what, 15% right now. Messenger bot open rates are well above 50%. Um, so, so just like staying ahead of it and, and really just building up that list on different platforms. So essential. Yeah. I've been email my, my bot list has been working very well. I think they changed it recently though. I don't know if it's on Apple, but on Android or I think on Apple, Android doesn't have it. Uh, business messages gets filtered out. I think now really it's not good. Oh, that's some, dirty. Some phones have showed that. On mine, I don't like that. that. Yeah. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Dude, it's going to happen eventually. I remember when Gmail wasn't like, they didn't have different. Images. Oh yeah. Those are the good old days, man. <laughs> <laughs> didn't yeah. get sorted into the promotions tab. Yeah. It's so, rough. Chat, it's rough. I like chatbots cause it can be very engaging and you can yeah. do things and it can give it a personality. Um, so yeah. It's just so much more dynamic than email and people really like when they see that notification on their messages app, which I hope that doesn't go away with business messages. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot more powerful than somebody seeing that like 10,000 number in their inbox going up by one because it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. And plus Facebook has plans to kind of integrate Instagram and messenger and WhatsApp more. So yeah. But it will happen there. So it's, yeah. I mean, there's just such a, such a wide open opportunity there that, that you really got to be taken advantage of. Yes. So bouncing back to podcast for a second, I want to wrap up with a couple um, sort of actionable pieces of advice that our listeners could apply if they are thinking about starting a podcast. So if somebody's out there, they're like, I think I want to start a podcast on, I don't know, health and wellness, but I'm not sure where to start. What are, are some of the first couple things that you would tell that person to do um, and, and start with? Yeah. So firstly, before everything, I would start with why. Like, why do you want to do things? And kind of like how you say three layers deep, like get deep. Like, yeah. why do you like, what, what's your dream life? Like, what do you want in life? Um, because if you're starting a podcast, do not start it if it's not going to be a commitment. Like if it's not longevity, like if you're going to take two weeks off, then even if you go for two months and you take two weeks off, you got to start over. Like yep. people will lose trust in you. Um, so really figure out like, is this something that I'll be committed to for the next few years of my life? Um, so start with why figure out what that is. And when I, when we create why statements with people, like you don't even know what you do. Like for me, it's just like to improve people's lives through audio. Like that's hmm. through music, through podcasts, whatever. Like that just makes me feel good. Like it makes me feel fulfilled. Um, so whatever makes you feel fulfilled in life, whatever that thing is, that's your why. And then work backwards from there, figure out who you want to like, who you want to speak to. So create a listener avatar. Who's this person that you're going to be providing value to? Because if they're going to listen to you, it's because you're providing value and you're fulfilling their desires. People mm. won't listen to you if they have desires and it's not being fulfilled. So if you can name the top three, if you know who it is and you know their top three to five desires in life, like uh, for example, if you're doing a business podcast, they want to make money, they want to save time, they want to build relationships, whatever. As long as you're making content that helps them do that, then they'll listen. So figure mm. out who figure out the desires are and then you can get into like the tech technicalities and like um you know getting the equipment it's pretty easy just using zoom um yep. doing interviews um people have different attractive characters i would say uh in our different stages if you can leverage a if you already have a list and you already have a brand it's much easier to start with solo content and it's way more profitable i would say or not profitable but like um it's better to like get people to indoctrinate into your story if you mm. really have a big lit. But if you're starting from scratch, do interviews, get comfortable yep. and work your way up. You're not going to get the biggest. You actually don't want to get the biggest people on your show and start because you're going to suck. Really? Um, yeah, you don't. Even uh, using I, it as like leverage? You could, but it's not like that. You have nothing to do with that relationship. That's true. You got to get those reps yeah. under your belt. Yeah, exactly. So I would get like 
10 to, to 30 first. Um, and then you can start going up for the big dogs, you know? Um, but you can do one here and there. So, uh, yeah, I would just, just start doing it and start documenting, but the really like plan it out. Like mm. say to yourself, all right, for the next three months, like I'm going to have one episode and bulk out a lot of them and start. So yep. you have, uh, you're not pressured every week to do it. So hundred percent. Yeah. I always stay at least like, I mean, I'm always like 15 interviews up and I usually have at least like three in the hole that I can nice. fall back on. If I'm going to be out of town, like if I'm going to, to a conference for a week, I, I, I got to stay up because I want to have the flexibility to do things like that. Correct. All right, yeah. Daxi, what I want to do now is hop into some of the guests that the questions that I like to ask all of my guests. Are you feeling ready for them? Always dude. Awesome. Awesome. I am stoked. So the first of which is what are you excited about right now? So this can be something in your business, um, something in the wider realm of, of entrepreneurship, something in the news, but like what's something that you're excited about right now? Um, I'm excited about the music industry hmm. personally. Yeah. Uh, because I come from the music industry. Yeah. Uh, there's so much potential for artists uh, because I started in the music industry. So I know what it's like to be an artist who sucks at marketing and sucks at making money. Mm -hmm. uh, and the stuff I've learned as far as like uh, building an audience and creating offers and, you know, knowing how to follow business models and frameworks at work, not trying to do shit from scratch. Yeah. Um, I feel like I can add a lot of value to the music industry um, mm. because there is no more middleman. I, yeah. like, I've been talking and building relationships with kids who are on SoundCloud who make amazing music, but, uh, you can literally like pick out the talent that's out there, like, and discover it. Like, mm. it's so easy to like build a, a pool of talent now in the music industry and create a label around that. As long as you know how to like do branding and do social media and stuff. So I think the music industry is really untapped as far as like making like labels and stuff. Mm. And making, like, uh, collective movement like monster cat. I don't know if you know them. No, um, they're a big like label in, uh, in, uh, Canada. They do electronic music. Um, they've got a lot of big artists and that's how they started. They just collected a lot of talent and distributed it well. Huh? So I think the music industry and music's going nowhere. So that's why like, yep. I'm really like the reason I'm sorry. Podcast agency is to make a lot of money and to move to the music <laughs> industry. So really? Okay. Cause, yeah. Cause you need more capital to start in there. Cause it's 100%. like around events and like, uh, it's tighter margins. So yeah, getting that distribution is really, is really the big thing and you got to have the capital to do that. Yes. So that's what excites me right now. Awesome. That's, that's really cool. That's really cool. I'm stoked to see where you go with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the next thing is, is what habits do you have that have served you particularly well? These can be in your life, um, in your business, really any kind of things that you do on a routine basis. Uh, I would say my biggest habit that I learned from one of my mentors, Steve Larson mm -hmm. is, uh, I don't know if you, did you see him at speak at FHL? Final Hacking Live? Uh, yeah, yeah. Steve Larson. Yeah, yeah. So learn for the next step. Don't learn for oh, the sake of learning. Yeah. Like, I have tons of books that I like. I haven't read in the longest time, and I've been making way more money um, <laughs> because I only learn something that I need to know for the next step. Yeah. Like, don't learn something that's like twenty steps away. Like, mm. what the? What's the point of that? Like, you don't need to know that stuff. Uh, so you know, you want to be peak focused. So what's the top of the mountain that I want to get to, and then be like, um, take action in the present moment. Like, what do I need to learn now for the next couple steps? And then learn it, implement it, learn it, implement it. So I would say that's the biggest habit I've learned. Like when I'm consuming and like wiping out a lot of like information, like I only listen to a few people and the rest you learn by doing. Um, mm. you only learn from experience, man. Like <laughs> even like people who try to like have opinions about things without doing it. I'm like, 
you can only learn a certain amount of percentage of things before you actually do it. Like when you're in the yep. dirt, like that's when you learn, you know, so. 100%. That just-in-time learning is, is really big and, and not trying to learn everything before you even take step one because you, yeah. you, you're not going to know what you need to know until you actually like, get I mean, he says it best too. Like uh, the, the, the popular thing that's out there is like CEOs read a book a week, so you got to read a book a week. But we're not freaking CEOs. Yeah. <laughs> like we're entrepreneurs. Like don't read a book a week if you're an entrepreneur. Read a book. If, I'm, not, and I'm not against education, but read a book if you need to like learn this one specific thing and implement it. Yeah. But like, CEOs can do that because all they think about systems and processes and they have this time to think about high level. If you're mm -hmm. not high level, if you're building something like the inner workings of something, then like, you know, do it. Like stop reading about it. Exactly. Like if you need to learn Facebook messenger bots, learn Facebook messenger bots. Yes. If you don't, then don't like figure yeah. out what the key things are and, and learn them and read it, do it. And then like, just do it. Like, cause yeah. you'll learn a lot more from actually like, you know, putting things out there and putting your creative twist on it. Exactly. Um, because then that's where the opportunity is when you can add like this creative twist on things. So hundred percent, hundred percent. Now you mentioned you don't consume very much content right now. You're only listening to a couple people who are those couple people and, and what are you consuming at the moment? Uh, Steve Larson. Okay. Um, I would say the people I consume are my clients hmm. uh, okay. because I have to really understand them and their business and yeah. really put myself in their shoes to figure out how I can, you know, get them like what I would do in their situation. So I would say my clients, which isn't ideal all the time, but, <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then, uh, Alex Sharpen is one of my favorite people. Um, I don't know if you know Alex Sharpen. Mm -hmm. Um, he has the momentum podcast. Okay. Um, he's a, he's, he's a huge consultant. He teaches people how to build, like, uh, how to, you know, create your entrepreneur personality type. Um, mm -hmm. and he's really big on teams and systems and processes. And, uh, it's funny because like um, a lot of the stuff he talks about in his podcast isn't even related to business. It's about like living a good life and, and actually like doing the right things like hydration and like, mm. you know, exercising and stuff. But he's worked on some of the like, uh, yeah, he's done a lot of money in his lifetime, like multiple nine figures. Wow. Uh, so he's super smart. Uh, he's one of the guys I listen to. And then, uh, yeah, a lot, it's weird. Like there's people I watch online, but I only watch them because I'm not consuming. I'm like, what are they doing? You're like studying. I'm, yeah, I'm studying. Yeah. So uh, those are the few people I listen to. Russell Brunson every once in a while, but not as much anymore. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much it. Like I learned from my market. Yeah. Like I, I want to know what people who, who are in my community, what they want, like, and be more, I'm moving more to the teacher role. Um, yeah. And less from the student role. So yeah. Hmm. I dig it. I dig it. So one thing that I'm always uh, interested in hearing about from my guests is like what they do that doesn't scale. So like what things do you do in your business that have like that personal Daxi touch that like couldn't be easily replicated or outsourced? Um, that's a great freaking question. <laughs> uh, I can give you an example of something I do if that would help. Yeah, yeah, go. Sure. So um, every day I will uh, pull out my phone, go on Instagram and shoot like five to 10 video DMs to just new followers being like, Hey, what's up? My name's Apple. Thanks for the follow. Um, so anything I can do for you, let me know. Have a wonderful day. So like just something like that, where it's like, gotcha. it's, it's getting that connection. Um, and it's not something that I mass produce. Oh, that, technically that could be scaled if you just, could. you just say every name in the alphabet and then you have a <laughs> database and you have someone send, Hey, this is John. John video. <laughs> I know someone who did that. For like really? email for email video replies, it was really weird. Oh, like he would just record every time he did it, and then if there was another John, he would just send that John. Just the same. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I was. I'm just joking, by the way. <laughs> um, I would say 
a, a big thing like when we sign on clients is really understanding their um, personal brand story and, and what makes them unique and different. Mm. Um, maybe there is someone who could come into my agency and take that over, but I feel like that's where um, it's one of the most important things. If you're going to yeah. start a podcast, it's like, all right, why are you different? Like, what is your like sharp edge? Like, what is your unique factor? Yep. Um, whether it's a small thing, you know, um, it's so much easier to gather attention and to keep attention if you have this one thing that's different about you. Yep. Whether, like Grant Cardone, 10x. Like, that's why it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, so many things you can do there. So yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You have to stand out because if you're just doing the same thing everybody else is doing, and they started five years earlier um why do you think you're gonna have any success whatsoever like you have to find your niche and carve it out and, and really set yourself apart from everybody else so i think it's really important to hit on correct actually last thing where can our listeners go if they want to find out more about you follow up with you um where should we direct our listeners um if they've been enjoying what you're saying and they want to hear more value from daxi yeah i mean follow me on instagram at i am daxi um or just search daxi there's not a lot of us there and you'll see me mm-hmm. um I mean, on Facebook, uh, reach out to me, um, join my Facebook group, uh, podcast success secrets. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I just try to send out good value every day, especially on stories. I'm pretty active on there. Not lately, but yeah. So yeah. Yeah. He's doing a lot, he's doing a lot of cool things on social. And if you guys are wondering how to spell Daxi, it's just D A X Y. Yes. Um, Great. Yeah. Check him out everywhere. And then Daxi, do you have any last words of wisdom for our listeners today? Any last parting thoughts that you want to leave? the uh, young smart money community with today? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you guys are young. So I would say like, kind of like I said in the beginning, like experiment a lot and figure out, uh, like the reason I started e-commerce in the Shopify store was because when you do that, you have to learn everything. Yeah. I had to learn how to create a website. I had to learn how to do product research. I had to learn how to do advertisements. I had to learn how to design a website. I had to learn like how to do email marketing. I had to learn all these things. And I'm like, all right, I hate 90% of this shit. This shit is pretty cool. <laughs> So put yourself in a situation where you're forced to learn a lot of stuff. And then after you do it, decipher what fits your personality type. So hundred percent, hundred percent. Just trying all those different things. That's a must. Dax, you've been dropping so much value on our listeners today. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate your time. Uh, Thank you very much for spending it here on Young Smart Money. Uh, I really do appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode of Young Smart Money and got a ton of value out of it. If you did, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. It only takes about five seconds. If you're walking the dog, if you're going to the gym, pull that phone out of your pocket, press that subscribe button, and uh, drop us some love in the ratings and review sections as well. Those really do help the podcast get in front of even more people and helps us get even more amazing guests on the show. And I do read each and every one of your ratings, reviews, message that you send me. Uh, they, They really do impact me and the show and show me exactly what you want to be seeing here on Young Smart Money. So again, do not forget to drop us a rating, review, and subscribe over in iTunes. And guys, have a wonderful day. Take care. And I really do appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with us on Young Smart Money. Have a wonderful day. Real quick, just launched a new project called the Online Course Examiner, basically the Yelp of online courses. It is blowing up lately, onlinecourseexaminer.com. Check it out.